everyone and welcome back to the Rituals for Happiness podcast. Happy Monday. I hope you all had a great weekend. Happy spring. Spring has well and truly sprung and spring for me is just like a whole fresh page. Some people get that feeling with the new year but I don't really because it still feels dark and wintry and it doesn't really feel like fit new things are blooming but that's exactly how it feels for me with spring. So I'm super excited to enter this new season of life this new season of 2023 and I'm just excited for what this season's to bring. I've got lots of things to look forward to. In May, me and Craig are going to Budapest for a week. It was my birthday present from him last year and I cannot wait to go. Let me know if you guys have Budapest travel recommendations. You can message me on Instagram but we're just starting to plan our itinerary and decide what we're gonna get up to on our week away. We, it feels like we really haven't spoken for a long time on the podcast and I apologise. The last time we spoke, I think, was just before I went away on a girls trip to Edinburgh and it was so much fun. Edinburgh is one of my favourite cities in Scotland. Then we came back and to be honest, life's just gotten in the way and I've been meaning to get around to filming an episode but I just put it off and I put it off and life's been busy. But I'm excited that we're back today because today... I'm going to be answering some questions from you guys and I love talking to you guys and I love getting questions from everyone. I put a question box up on my Instagram story and I've got a list here in front of me of lots of questions that you guys have asked me. I think some people have asked for advice and I also have some suggestions of just topics that you guys want me to talk about. So I've got the questions in front of me here. I don't have any notes or anything so I'm just going to kind of go with the flow and answer these questions as they come up so I hope you guys enjoy the episode as always feel free to message me on Instagram with any questions or anything and enjoy starting off with the first question is from Eve and she asks me if I have any tips on motivation and this is something I've been thinking a lot about recently because I found myself completely relying on motivation to get anything done and you're gonna have patches in your life where some days you're motivated Maybe you're super motivated for a few days, a few weeks, a few months even. But for me, anyway, it always comes back to a certain amount of time where I will just have zero motivation to do anything, not even want to get out of bed in the morning. I won't want to do any work. I don't want to go to the gym. And I think sometimes it's important to honour your seasons and honour what you are feeling and what you need to do. But there is a certain amount of time that you can't do nothing for a sustained period of time so I was finding I was getting into a bit of a rut I wasn't going to the gym I wasn't reading I wasn't doing all these things I know are gonna look after me I thought to myself when will motivation come back and I realized you can't rely on motivation to be there for you to do all these things that you know are going to be good for you instead of trying to find motivation and being in the search for motivation try to establish a routine and make these things habits for example if you're really unmotivated to exercise whether that be going to the gym doing some yoga going on a walk anything whatever you like to do to exercise if you have no motivation to do anything and you know it's something that you want to do then just make a routine make it part of your daily routine where you don't have to feel motivated to do it it's just what you naturally do out of habit For me, I like to do yoga in the morning. I like to, every Sunday I book a yoga class so I know that 
on Sundays and some most Saturdays as well I do yoga and I like to do it at home during the week and the gym I've been in a huge rut recently but I've started this week to make it a habit and I've actually joined a new gym so I think that'll help give me a little bit of motivation but before I start at that gym I'm really focusing on building going to the gym not every day maybe like three or four times a week I'm trying to make that a habit in my life I've been going in the afternoon with Craig when he finishes uni um, and that's kind of part of our daily routine now it really helps me get through those ruts when there's zero motivation as long as you've got habits and as long as you've got a well-established routine then you shouldn't need to rely on motivation and I hope that's helpful <laughs> okay and the next question is from Hannah and she asks if I think I'm going to go back to uni. This is something that I sort of toyed with in my mind for a while and I kind of realised there's not anything that I'm driven to study at uni. Like I used to really enjoy French and you guys know I studied French for a month or so but right now I think my main priority is becoming a yoga teacher and obviously you don't need to go to uni for that, that's just a course that you can do. And I'm super, super lucky that I have content creation as my main job. So it gives me time to decide what I want to do with my life, decide what direction I want to take. And at the moment, I'm really enjoying just doing content creation. So I've got um, this, the podcast, I'm on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram as well. And for me at the moment, that's good income just while I'm trying to decide what I want to do. And I've really wanted to be a yoga teacher for a long time now. And I think that within the next few months, I don't want to say too much because I like keeping things close to my chest until it's confirmed. But I think within the next few months, I'm going to take that leap and I'm going to become qualified. I think that yoga teaching and content creation kind of go hand in hand where I can make yoga videos for you guys. And maybe one day I'd quite like to have an app or something like that. But yeah, it's just all exciting. And I like to have those things to look forward to. But for me, thinking about going back to uni, it doesn't excite me at all. I wouldn't have a proper plan. I would just be going for the sake of going if I went to uni at the moment anyway. But it's good for me to know that university is always going to be there if I change my mind. And it's one of those things that you can just decide one day in your 40s or 50s that you want to do like that's what my mum's doing right now so when my mum was my age she was studying geography at university and she got her geography degree before she became a primary school teacher she's been a primary school teacher and she's been a stay-at-home mum um throughout my life and now she's decided she'd really like to be a life coach so she's going to university to study life coaching and I think that is her calling I think that's what she was meant to do she's an excellent communicator she's so trustworthy I go to her about anything and I really think that this is going to be great for her so that's just an example of someone going down another path and it's never too late so that for me is really reassuring that it's never too late for me to go to uni but right now with my current life the answer is no I don't think that I'll be going to uni okay I think it's Rachel I, I can't really tell from the username but Rachel asks if I would like kids if so, when I feel like you'd be a great mum. Okay, that's so sweet. And I get told that a lot that um, I seem like I'd be a good mum. And the answer to that question is yes, I would love to be a mum one day. Um, definitely not anywhere soon because I'm only 18. But yeah, definitely one day. I would love to have kids. I thought about being a teacher at some point just because I love children so much. 
I don't, I don't know. I think maybe by my mid to late 20s, I'd like kids. But you can, you never know what's going to happen in life. So it's quite hard to say when. I, th- I think I'd quite like to be a young mum. Not super young, but um, yes, kids is definitely something that I have in my plan of life. Okay, so this next one is a great, great question. And it's also asked by Rachel. And she asks, wellness is so, so popular now. It's the in thing. Do you worry about staying on wellness trends? And I think as someone with an audience, especially when I post quite a lot about wellness and how I stay healthy, there's that pressure to always be perfect. And that is just completely unrealistic that you're going to be perfect all the time. So I find myself not wanting to post about the days where I'm maybe not so healthy, the days where I go get McDonald's and Domino's and I lay on the couch for hours in the afternoon. Of course I'm not going to post that because that's not really the best side and I think obviously with social media people are all only going to post the good parts of their life and the parts that they want people to see. I think that I felt this pressure before to kind of hide parts of my life which aren't so healthy. I just want you guys to know that it's completely unrealistic for someone to be healthy 100% of the time, especially if you're watching a lot of wellness creators, that that's the done thing and you're I'm always on the top of my game and I'm 100% I don't never miss a workout and I don't eat junk food like no that's not me and that's not real life um in terms of body image and looking a certain way I actually listened to Grace Beverly's podcast and she had Sarah's day as a guest and she was talking about how being a creator in the sort of wellness niche you have an expectation to look a certain way and be lean and look super fit all the time and not have any fat on your body at all but again that's just so unrealistic everybody's body is different and that's something that I've had to really come to terms with recently everybody's body is different and my body doesn't look the same as it did this time last year it doesn't look the same as it did this time last month bodies are always changing and it's not something to beat yourself up about especially if you're surrounding yourself and consuming lots of media about wellness and fitness. I've kind of learned that you've just got to be yourself, you've got to do you and don't have unrealistic expectations of yourself to be 100% all the time because it's just not real life. Lucy says, how do you balance well-being with your relationship? When my boyfriend stays, I always lose routine. Living with Craig is definitely different than it was to when he just came and stayed over at my house. At the start of the relationship, it was really difficult for me to keep my routine. I found myself staying up to 2am with him watching Netflix. I found myself sleeping in really late. I quickly realised that my routine was super important to me and I wanted to keep it. So I found ways to still keep my routine while Craig was there. So for example, some mornings I would wake up earlier before him, read my book in bed while he was still asleep and then go and do 30 minutes of yoga and then he woke up and then we got to do our morning together so at night time me and Craig's routine is sometimes we'll just stay through here together and we'll watch tv but if we want a night apart Craig likes to play playstation through in the office and I'll sit through here and I'll maybe get some editing done or read my book do some meditation do some evening yoga and it's just all about finding that balance of what you want to do and spending time together so it really is doable and if your routine is something that's really important to you then you just have to make time for it 
Mia or Maya, I don't know which one it is, she asks, how do you budget slash save your money? Moving out has definitely been a learning experience for me financially and I've had to learn how to budget and save my money a whole lot better than I did when I was living at home because obviously now I've got bills to pay for and I've got cats to pay for. So budgeting is a skill that I've definitely had to acquire. Me and Craig sometimes sit down and talk about our finances we made a spreadsheet the other week about all our finances, all our ins, all our outs, and we worked out how much we should be saving each month. It's really good to kind of lay it all out. So I would recommend making a spreadsheet or a pie chart or something like that just to kind of visualize where all your money goes each month. And from there, you can figure out how much you can afford to save and how much you've got to spend. Because overspending was something that I used to do quite a lot where I overestimated how much extra money I had for the month. It's good to know an exact number that you have to spend, otherwise it could be really easy to overspend. Zoe asks, what was your main reason for going vegan? And something which I'm not sure if you guys know about me is that I've always been vegetarian, so I was brought up a vegetarian since I was born because my mum was a vegetarian. So all throughout my childhood, I didn't eat meat, but I still ate dairy and eggs. When I was 12, one day I was just scrolling through YouTube and I got a video come up recommended to me and the name of this video was The Best Speech Ever by Gary Urofsky. So I was intrigued. I didn't know it was about veganism. I didn't know what this video was about, but this video basically talks about the reasons to go vegan, more specifically the ethical reasons to go vegan and I think for me that was probably the strongest pull, the ethical reasons. I looked into the way animals were treated, the way animals were killed, not just in the meat industry but in the dairy and egg industry as well. That was a huge eye-opener to me. So I watched that speech and I was horrified at the way us humans treat animals in the food industry and I was determined. I said no, I'll make all my own food, I'll do it all myself and that's what I did. And then six months later, my mum was vegan. And six months after that, my dad was vegan. And now my grandma is too. And it's just been kind of a knock-on effect in my family. So after that initial decision to go vegan, I continued to do my research. And some of the, some of the documentaries I watched were What the Health, which is on Netflix. Cowspiracy is on Netflix. Seaspiracy as well. Another great documentary about the animal agriculture industry in the UK and that documentary was called Land of Hope and Glory by an amazing vegan activist called Earthling Ed and he and his team went undercover into abattoirs and slaughterhouses and took footage of all the different industries and for me that was a huge eye-opener because I didn't realise that the UK farming of animals was just as bad as America. I just had this idea in my head that the American factory farming was like the worst in the world but you'd be surprised how awful it is in the UK too. The, so the main reason for me was the way that us humans treat animals in those industries and I just couldn't participate in it. I've always been an animal lover and I've always had huge empathy for animals and just just in general I've always been really em empathetic. So for me I just couldn't morally continue to eat animal products and now I'm 18 and I've been vegan for six years and I've never looked back. Now Sophie asks, do you have any good book recommendations? If you guys have been watching my TikTok, you'll see that I've kind of stopped reading for a while, but 
I'm getting back into it and the way that I'm getting back into it is rereading my favourite book of all time which is The Secret History by Donna Tartt. So I'm a little bit into that and it's kind of made me fall back in love with reading again. I forgot how much I love that book. It's just an amazing book. So that's my number one recommendation. Some of my other favourites are The Book Thief, Normal People, Life of Pi is a great one as well, Song of Achilles, that's one of my all-time favourites as well. I think that might be up there with The Secret History and The Book Thief, Where the Crawdads Sing. That is an amazing book. I read that so quickly and I loved it. And now the film is out. I think it's on Amazon Prime and the film is a must watch. So I would recommend you read the book first, then watch the film. Those are just some of my favourites, but I could talk about books for hours and hours. Okay, I've answered quite a few of the questions quite a few of them were were quite similar so I hope that if I didn't answer your exact question I still managed to answer what you were asking me. If you have any more questions or want to add anything as always message me on Instagram and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Bye.